Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Judges chapters 11 and 12 from the World English Bible. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor. He was the son of a prostitute. Gilead became the father of Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore him sons. When his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You will not inherit in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Outlaws joined up with Jephthah, and they went out with him. After a while, the children of Ammon made war against Israel. When the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah out of the land of Tob. They said to Jephthah, Come and be our chief that we may fight with the children of Ammon. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Didn't you hate me and drive me out of my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, Therefore we have turned again to you now that you may go with us and fight with the children of Ammon. You will be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight with the children of Ammon, and Yahweh delivers them before me, will I be your head? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, Yahweh will be witness between us. Surely we will do what you say. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and chief over them. Jephthah spoke all his words before Yahweh in Mizpah. Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the children of Ammon, saying, What do you have to do with me, that you have come to me to fight against my land? The king of the children of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when he came up out of Egypt, from the Arnon even to the Jabbok, and to the Jordan, now therefore restore that territory again peaceably. Jephthah sent messengers again to the king of the children of Ammon, and he said to him, Jephthah says, Israel didn't take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the children of Ammon. But when they came up from Egypt, and Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea, and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. But the king of Edom didn't listen. In the same way, he sent to the king of Moab, but he refused. So Israel stayed in Kadesh. Then they went through the wilderness and went around the land of Edom and the land of Moab and came by the east side of the land of Moab, and they encamped on the other side of the Arnon. But they didn't come within the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land to my place. 
But Sihon didn't trust Israel to pass through his border. But Sihon gathered all his people together and encamped in Jahaz and fought against Israel. Yahweh the God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they struck them. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that country. They possessed all the border of the Amorites, from the Arnon even to the Jabbok, and from the wilderness even to the Jordan. So now Yahweh, the God of Israel, has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And should you possess them? Won't you possess that which Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? So whoever Yahweh our God has dispossessed from before us, them we will possess. Now are you anything better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel, or did he ever fight against them? Israel lived in Heshbon and its towns, and in Aror and its towns, and in all the cities that are along the side of the Arnon, for three hundred years. Why didn't you recover them within that time? Therefore I have not sinned against you, but you do me wrong to war against me. May Yahweh the judge be judge today between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. However, the king of the children of Ammon didn't listen to the words of Jephthah, which he sent him. Then Yahweh's spirit came on Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, and passed over Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he passed over to the children of Ammon. Jephthah vowed a vow to Yahweh and said, If you will indeed deliver the children of Ammon into my hand, then it shall be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, it shall be Yahweh's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah passed over to the children of Ammon to fight against them, and Yahweh delivered them into his hand. He struck them from Aror until you come to Mineth, even twenty cities, and to Abel Cherimim, with a very great slaughter. So the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. Jephthah came to Mizpah to his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with tambourines and with dances. She was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low, and you are one of those who trouble me, for I have opened my mouth to Yahweh, and I can't go back. She said to him, My father, you have opened your mouth to Yahweh. Do to me according to that which has proceeded out of your mouth because Yahweh has taken vengeance for you on your enemies, even on the children of Ammon. Then she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Leave me alone two months, that I may depart and go down on the mountains and bewail my virginity, I and my companions. He said, Go. He sent her away for two months, and she departed, she and her companions, and mourned her virginity on the mountains. At the end of two months, she returned to her father, who did with her according to his vow which he had vowed. She was a virgin. It became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to celebrate the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in a year.
the men of Ephraim were gathered together and passed northward, and they said to Jephthah, Why did you pass over to fight against the children of Ammon and didn't call us to go with you? We will burn your house around you with fire. Jephthah said to them, I and my people were at great strife with the children of Ammon, and when I called you, you didn't save me out of their hand. When I saw that you didn't save me, I put my life in my hand and passed over against the children of Ammon, and Yahweh delivered them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me today to fight against me? Then Jephthah gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. The men of Gilead struck Ephraim because they said, You are fugitives of Ephraim, you Gileadites, in the middle of Ephraim and in the middle of Manasseh. The Gileadites took the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. Whenever a fugitive of Ephraim said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead said to him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, then they said to him, Now say Shibboleth. And he said, Sibboleth, for he couldn't manage to pronounce it correctly. Then they seized him and killed him at the fords of the Jordan. At that time, 42,000 of Ephraim fell. Jephthah judged Israel six years. Then Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in the cities of Gilead. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had 30 sons. He sent his 30 daughters outside his clan, and he brought in 30 daughters from outside his clan for his sons. He judged Israel seven years. Ibzan died and was buried at Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulonite judged Israel, and he judged Israel ten years. Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried in Aegelon in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon, the son of Hillel, the Pyrethonite, judged Israel. He had forty sons and thirty sons' sons who rode on seventy donkey colts. He judged Israel eight years. Abdon, the son of Hillel, the Pyrethonite, died and was buried in Pirathon, in the land of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites. That is the end of chapter 12. No one can read the story of Jephthah without having a few questions. I reviewed about four commentaries and what was written in Josephus, so I could give you a little bit of a summary. I want to start with a quote from Matthew Henry's commentary. He says, Jephthah's vow is dark and much in the clouds. It is hard to believe that a father would follow through with a vow like that, but we have to remember it in context of the history. This is in no way implying that it was a good thing for him to do, but it shows how it was more of an acceptable thing, unfortunately, in many of the cultures around Jephthah, at least. And we do know that the children of Israel were constantly worshiping false gods. So it is very likely that his idea of worship of God was not pure in the way that God presented it. We can further infer this because we know that God made it very clear that he thought child sacrifice was an abomination and he did not require it and it did not come into his mind. And you can see Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 5, and Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. There's some reason to suspect that Jephthah was a little conceited in making his vow like he could do something to make God give him the victory. 
when he really should have already been confident in what Yahweh would do for him. Jephthah definitely has a zeal for following through as a judge of God, but we can refer to Proverbs 19.2 and to Romans 10.2 to be reminded that zeal without appropriate knowledge is going to cause problems. Also in Ecclesiastes 5.2, it talks about not being rash to utter with your mouth anything before God. Now, of course, that was written after Jephthah, but it's still basic wisdom. So while it's not completely clear, at least people disagree about exactly how Jephthah fulfilled his vow, Jephthah is never blamed for his vow. In fact, he's mentioned in both Samuel and by the writer of Hebrews as a man of faith. But we know that that doesn't equal perfection or like we're supposed to emulate everything that somebody in that list did because we very clearly know of the mistakes of other people in the list. And I will also end with a quote from Matthew Henry. He says, concerning this and some other such passages in the sacred story, referring to the Bible, which learned men are in the dark, divided, and in doubt about, we need not much perplex ourselves. What is necessary to our salvation, thanks be to God, is plain enough. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today but not the end of our journey.